Guys, Thaqib's not here, so I think I said you should host. No, I'm not hosting. He's hosting. I said I've never hosted in my life. That's fine. I've hosted. Abdul Sami's hosted. Sorry, we're both co-hosts. You're both co-hosts. You've got the bigger beard. I'm guest host. You're not guest host. You're main host now. Okay, should we start? Bro, we have started. Yeah, we started. Pure gold. Urdu natural. This is how you should do a podcast. Natural recordings. Okay. Let's start again then. Okay. Who's hosting seriously? You're hosting. No, don't be like that. Come on. Fine, I'll host. I'll host. No one asked me. We're not going to look towards you. We look towards Kare and he go, okay, fine. This is Asad out of here, yeah. This is me trying to claim the initiative. I mean, 11 episodes and Asad only hosted one. Yeah, that's my place, isn't it? That's not your place. That's my place. The elders host. Go on. He's mentioned the elder argument, so. Yeah, the elders, isn't it? He's got grey hairs, you've got. This is recorded, but this is not getting published. <laughs> it's just getting published. All right, okay. go on. Okay, let's start then, yeah? Should we just do it? Just go for it, go on, let's go. Take care. You know how to host, don't you? <laughs> okay. Alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalam ala Rasulillah. Welcome, viewers, to another episode of the Midwest Podcast. We are, we are The here. Midwest? The Midwest. Oh, sorry, the Middle West. Can't believe you forgot the podcast name. Wow! New name, new, new host, new name, new host, new name. Yeah. Oh yes, I am your host Abdul Sami. Uh, again, like I said last week, promoted to the main host now. Since yes. the, and, and and with yes. me are my co-hosts. I'm waiting for you to introduce. <laughs> you forgot my point, name. His point. <laughs> no, I'm waiting for you to. I said. I said Hussein. Can you say unlike Thaqib, who's very controlling and very kind of authoritative, I am more empowering. So that's I'm trying fine, to make fine. you say your name. I said Hussein. Mashallah, Asad Hussain. Asad Ali Hussain. Okay. So like, I knew it was Asad. I didn't know it was Hussain. You know. Are you a sushi Muslim? Sorry. Are you a sushi Muslim? I'm not, no, no. I'm sushi. I'm a Muslim Muslim brother. Allah. Okay. And who are you? And we have our guest host, Jahangir. Second name, please. N- no second name allowed. Account details, please. <laughs> <laughs> and we are actually enjoying uh, this uh, podcast. Yeah, we're enjoying quite a because, bit. Because uh, not here. No. Yeah, because Thaqib's not here. And, uh, the, um, yeah. So it's quite, it's quite nice. This totalitarian regime has, has collapsed and we are now a free state. Exactly. Of three people. But what's quite ironic, to actually introduce this uh, podcast theme or episode, uh, unfortunately, the American is not here to discuss about what we're about to discuss, which is... Uh, Our dear friend um, sitting in the Oval Office... And his comments. The orange man. Yes, the, the orange man. The orange. Oh, wow. Yes, of course. So uh, many of you guys must have heard uh, the whole spat between uh, Donald Trump, his tweets, and uh, him targeting four congresswomen, two of which are Muslims, uh, one of Palestinian background and one of Somali background. And uh, some of his comments of the fact that these people don't like America, these, these guys don't love our, our country, and they should all go back. So does go back mean go back to the hospital? So when his tweets is mentioned home, the word home, go back home, whatever, etc., etc., etc. Now bearing in mind these are congresswomen, so they're there representing the country. They're not just normal citizens, so they've taken the extra step to go out and run for office, etc. So they take the United States of America as their home. But the issue here is whether or not it's objectively their home. If the president of the country or the president of the administration they're, they're, they're under is saying that somewhere else is their home, then in reality, where is their home? So this is the discussion we're going to have. And we need to bring the wider discussion of whether or not um, first-gen, second-gen immigrant families, Muslims, even non-Muslims who are immigrants to, this, to Western countries actually do belong here or whether they feel a sense of belonging or not, genuine belonging. And it comes to the question where uh, I think when people are always 
kind of said uh, in racist remarks, go back home. People always give a sarcastic reply of, oh, where should I go? Hospital. Um, and then that's people who, who do who do genuinely feel attached to the country of their birth, which is as in for a lot of second gen or third gen uh, Muslims who do feel like the West is their home and uh, and they do believe that their kind of point of or, or their area of impact is the West. So, so f- I've always seen the case that those people who use this argument go home because they don't have any arguments left. It just seems to be a cop out kind of thing. Like you know, I can't deal with you. You're actually making good points, and I don't have anything to come back with. No, why you just go home? Uh, so I think what seems to be the case is that these four women that you said, uh, congresswomen, they're obviously giving him a hard time, mm-hmm. and and he's fading to actually deal with it. And so I think it was a where he's now starting to lash out, and his true colors are basically does coming it, through. Does that mean that we're reading the racism into it then? No, if no, gen- no if he's if racist. If, if, is he racist? If, Obviously. If you say so that, here's the thing, though. Yeah. Like, uh, Of course, uh, Trump's been saying he doesn't even have racist bone in his body. Uh, you have some close allies, allies of his who have said, no, Donald Trump's not racist. Uh, but in Congress, uh, oh, sorry, in uh, the House of Representatives, they have uh, actually uh, put forward a resolution which has been passed that this tweet of his is now uh, officially condemned as being racist. So, the House of Rep- so America officially <laughs> recognizes... Well, I'm sure they try to... Um well, Ilhan tried to um, try to put impeachment motions. Forward. It wasn't Ilhan. I'm sure it was, was Ilhan. He tried to impeach him. But so, well, yeah, so, so well, they said that we need. This is the stage in which we need to con- seriously consider the debate of impeaching the president, and that was shut down. So immediately after that resolution was passed, there was a resolution to uh, impeachment, which was shut down by even uh, Democrats. That was the majority of the House. Uh, shut down. Majority, of the, yeah, majority of the House of Representatives, which yeah. is which is the Democrats. But uh, the question is so. The four congresswomen that were targeted, one's, uh, or two, are, two are black, one uh, Arab background, and one Hispanic. Uh, Hispanic. Yeah. And uh, I think, as, as you mentioned, uh, Jahangir, it's like the kind of conversation where these people are kind of outlining the flaws within Donald Trump's policies and his agendas and how uh, Islamophobic they can be or how racist they can be and how unfair the targeting they, they, they can be, especially in recent night of uh, uh, even the census. Uh, there was a bit of... Uh, kind of a bit of a, uh, a hoo-ha over there as well just because of, uh, Trump was initially going to include the question within the census of uh, are you an American citizen which can be seen as very uh, I guess aggressive or well, not aggressive but even very uh, kind of uh, intimidating uh, to, to, to migrants and uh, it's over these kind of comments where eventually Trump's like okay well, I've had enough you guys, you guys don't love our country the, you know, the usual these guys don't love our country. These guys can go back. That's a very nice impression. Huh? <laughs> Thank you. My impression is actually my, one of my favorite features. Like, I can do a, a Yorkshire accent. No, no, please don't try that again. <laughs> I think the question we need to be asking is the definition of home. So, even though we're not, we're not like Cardi said, we don't need to read a lot into it. You know, it's just a, it's just a lash out by the president because he can't do anything else intellectually. But I think in terms of what's been brought about by the comments, it's, it's, it's an issue of whether people actually do feel at home here. And although a lot of people do, so when someone says to you, oh, go back home, and you say, oh, I was born in the hospital, blah, 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 blah. A lot of people do take it to heart, and they think, am I really home? Because in if I was home, then I wouldn't be being subjected to this abuse every day. A home should be a safe place for a person. A home should be a place where a person can... Uh, rest and enjoy themselves without any fear of you know being rebuked by some, some random person you don't even know so these are the questions that we're bringing up 
I mean, so is a home a place where you feel comfortable? Yeah. Or is is a home a place where others make you feel comfortable? Which is what I'm trying to say. Repeat that again, please. <laughs> Do you feel comfortable? He wasn't listening. I was yeah, listening. wasn't listening. He was on his phone. I want to no? ponder. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, that vib- the vibration was Asad's phone. I, that was, my, that was, wasn't, was, if it was my phone, you would have heard it very loud because my phone was on the table. It was your phone on the chair. Damn it. Oh, anyway, so is a home where you personally feel comfortable or is it a place where people make you feel comfortable? I think, no, it's a place where you feel comfortable, but then your comfort also depends on actions of others. So if they don't make you feel comfortable, then you're not comfortable. But this is why uh, I disagree. Like, Albeit, yes, a home is supposed to be a place of tranquility and... Uh, and you know like uh, it's supposed to be a place where you're supposed to be feeling comfortable let's go back to like even the example of uh, Rasulullah uh, his home was Mecca and he made that very clear his home uh, his hometown and his love for Mecca was always there but the fact is he was never safe in Mecca uh, he was he never felt welcomed uh, post uh, prophethood in Mecca and even after Fatah Mecca he still kind of went back to Medina uh, and made it his new home Okay, yes, I just realized. So, so the point you just made. <laughs> no, 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 you're not welcome at home, so move no, no, to a new home. He's got a point because uh, when the Prophet ﷺ, when he left Mecca, I mean, there are narrations which suggest that uh, he went to the Kaaba and he said, and, and he, he expresses that, I don't want to leave, I'm being forced to leave. If he had the choice, he would have stayed. Um, and in fact, even at the end when Fatah of Mecca happens, uh, the Prophet goes back to Medina out of his love for the Ansar. In fact, the Ansar have this thing where they think, you know what, the Prophet might stay. Uh, but the Prophet has that because at the end of the day, the Ansar um, welcomed the Prophet and the rest of the companions and gave them a place when they didn't have anywhere to go. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a difficult one. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can have a deep attachment to a place even if everyone there doesn't like you. It is possible. To the physical place, yes. So if you no, have no. sentiments towards the place, the place, the physical mm-hmm. place, then yeah. yes. So the Prophet his sentiments were towards the physical place of Mecca. No, it, it wasn't towards the people necessarily, yeah. but no. it was towards the physical place. Am I right or wrong? No, but the, the place of sanctity before Prophet Salim was he was even born, you know, and and, and, the, and the sanctity was passed on through prophethood, you know, innately when he was a child, his breast was opened up and his uh, through an angel. Um, so this this sanctity of the city, or, or of of himself as a prophet, it links back to the other prophets, and that's the reason that Makkah was so it was sentiment it had a sentimental value to the Prophet Salim and the religious one as well. But the people necessarily in Makkah they, they were all the Quraysh, they were they were enemies of Islam. Of so, course, but. The thing is that that's that, that's the point that I'm trying to make. Where uh, even when you look at your own home, by the way, it's not always uh, all happy and all tranquil. You have arguments at home. You have you know fights, uh, whether it be physical, whether it be verbal. You have uh, difficult moments where you're kind of separated away from everyone in your in your own room and you seclude yourself, especially uh, when you're young and when you're when you're a teenager. But that that doesn't mean that it's not your home. So yeah, but in, so we, so we have to make a distinction between. Um, Arguments and fights that happen on a one-off basis, or rarely, or not like 
continuously and, and, and a culture of arguments and fights, a culture of abuse. Now, the difference between them is one is ingrained within society and the other is not. The other is dependent upon the individual as well. Now, we live in a society where, of course, it's dependent upon, everything's dependent upon the individual, but we live in a society where, not to say the mean we live in a society, but we live in a society where um, we're constantly fed Islamophobic um, publications, Islamophobic uh, uh, narratives uh, in the media, you know, government... Uh, on the streets, in publications, on TV. But so, the, sorry. What you're saying basically is that a home is a place where you're accepted. Not necessarily, no. Because like we said again, Prasanna was accepted and we accept that he, his home was Mecca. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying his, the home needs to be a... Well, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily pull, pull, choosing a side. I'm saying it brings up the, the question for some people whether or not a place can be home where they don't feel accepted. Now we have to understand that we can take na- lessons from the Prophet of life, but we can't necessarily start pushing these lessons onto other people's lives and saying, you have to think like this. Otherwise no, 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 you're not a good human. Not. Because at the end of the day, if someone lives somewhere, and the Sunnah is to, if you want to say the Sunnah was, the Prophet of stayed, uh, the Prophet of would have stayed in Mecca if it wasn't for him being driven out by the people. Mm. Um, we have situations in the world right now, not even in the West, a situation of people being driven out of their towns. Um, and they have no feelings towards the town okay. uh, after that. Two, two, two questions. Now, uh, as you mentioned uh, very rightly, that uh, we shouldn't kind of be imposing uh, these necessarily same les- similar lessons. And it's a very personal question with regards to about home. Uh, and I, th- I still think uh, it's up to a person to answer that question about where he feels home, whether it be here, whether it be America, or if if someone's an ethnic, uh, uh, economic migrant or a political uh, migrant, um, is is home uh, where they were born or where the grandparents were born. Now, so question number one here is how. So, so let's just use the example of all of us uh, of, of Pakistani background. Do you feel more at home here in the UK, or do you feel more at home in Pakistan? So yeah, I'll ask that question first, and I'll ask the second question after. I mean, personally, obviously, I feel more at home here. I mean, because uh, out of 27 years, the maximum time I've spent... You're 27 years old? Oh, Maybe wow. I should have said that. <laughs> no, 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 no. You look... You look I look older. You look old. Yeah, basically. I look no. wiser. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, see, for me, okay, let's say out of 27 years, the time I've spent in Pakistan is probably less than two years in totality. Uh, so, I mean... There's no element of me that can say that I feel more at home when I'm in Pakistan. So than is, I'm it, here. is it being home dependent on time? So it I know because I, 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 I think there's a strong link. So there I was as in the time as well. I was in like, I, was, I remember now I was in Westminster, in London. And I got in an Uber, and Ooh, the Uber driver was. Yeah, I was in I, from Rochdale. Are we talking? I, I was in so was that the first time you entered? You entered yeah, civilization. A, the big city, very nice, <laughs> big building. <laughs> so I got in. I got in a Uber, and um, when I got in the Uber. It was he. He was an an Indian, not a Bengali taxi driver, but he was a Hindu. So I was speaking to him for a bit, and um, the conversation of home came up. Yeah. And the conversation of home when it came up, it was about the cricket because the cricket World Cup was on recently in the UK. And Big up England. Our country's so, won. Our country won. So this is the point I was making. 
And he said, yeah. I said, what team do you support? He goes, oh, of course, Bangladesh. I said, yeah, 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 fantastic. And I put a joke. I said to him, I support England. And he goes to me, so what are you? And he, I, I go, I'm Pakistani. And he goes, no, 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 that's not right. You should never do that. You should support Pakistan. It's your team. I said, how is it my team? He goes, where are your parents from? I said, Pakistan. He goes, that is your home then. So, if you pull that out of that scenario there, I mean, place it in like, Cheetah Mill or Rochdale, we have the same, we have the same situations like that. If you, if you ask somebody where you're from, yeah. if you ask somebody where you're from, most of the time they're going to say where they're from in Pakistan. In general, if you, if, unless, it's a, unless it's a professional mm-hmm. environment with asking you where you're from, uh, most of the time they'll tell you, I'm from here in Pakistan, from so there. Here's the thing, like the, uh, the, there has been a, a change of shifting, maybe in culture, maybe even identity. So uh, a lot of people nowadays, um, or maybe this is just in London, uh, with their risk civilization. But that question, oh, wow, especially... especially <laughs> with apes down here. <laughs> especially when traveling abroad, uh, when people ask, uh, where are you from? Uh, even myself so I'll, I'll straight up say the UK and I think for example one of the main reasons why is because first and foremost I am from the UK I was born there I was raised there my mum was born there she was sure? raised there as well of course I was born in London I was born in Hamilton raised there or here why do you keep saying there for no, what, what are we Manchester's in the UK by the way are we not in Scotland <laughs> oh that's nice <laughs> but yeah anywho anywho um, yeah, so whenever I'm asked this question and I, and I say I'm from the UK, a lot of people are like, mm, you, you, you're British, but you're not white. That doesn't make sense. Where you're from from. Exactly. And the mm. thing is, yeah, like uh, I think we've come at a stage, especially within Britain, where we're so multicultural, where being British is no longer just about being white. The average Brit- uh, British person. I remember watching a video, uh, I think this was uh, in the American uh, elections. Uh, there was a video of John Cena um, where he was kind of talking about uh, American diversity. And he was mentioning, like, you know, uh, imagine... Your, he starts off the, the, the video by saying, imagine you're, t- you're typical American. Uh, and Freyve goes, I bet you thought of a man, right? Well, did you know that uh, majority of women, uh, majority of people in America are women? So mistake number one is that you pictured a man. Maj- um, the average American person would be a woman. And secondly, only, like, uh, 60, 60 to 70 percent of people are for example are, are white which means they're not going to be as white as you think and he's talking about diversity in, from a very american point of view and that's the thing that i'm, I'm trying to get to uh over here that we've changed the like the meaning of being british when it no longer means being a white person being british means you can be the the american sorry the british ambassador to uh to singapore to indonesia that whole region is of uh is a brown person uh of pakistani background uh, as in uh, uh, Pakistani uh, parents who have migrated, uh, he himself is British, of course, one million percent. But yeah, but even then, I think so. We're talking about um, this whole concept of multiculturalism and etc. Cetera, et cetera. So we have the the ex Prime Minister David Cameron in a summit somewhere in Europe, some fancy place in a hotel somewhere, I don't know, saying that multiculturalism is dead. So if the Prime Minister is saying that during during his during his tenure as Prime Minister, saying that multiculturalism is dead, um, it's quite frightening. Especially for the point you're making here about brown. That was uh, the ex-prime minister, and when you look at the current London mayor, he's brown. Okay, does he run the country? Is London the country? <laughs> so he's he's gone from prime minister to London mayor. Listen, you know where. Uh, no, the point I was trying to make is. But yeah, I understand. So the multiculturalism is dead. Okay, let's take that point um, on its face value. He's got. He had. He thought he had a point because the point he was trying to make was. Britishness is independent on having a British citizenship. 
and it was evident in the fact that during his time as prime minister he tried very very hard in educating um immigrants in the terms country. of the country in, in, the, the the national immigration wave in the country to learn english and to learn basic numeracy and he failed very miserably um there was a, like there, there were, when when this was going on there were reports going into the streets of things like blackburn and burnley and they were holding a mic to a lady even in east london Mm. So your perfect London is not perfect after all. He's holding a mic to a lady. And White Chapel. He's asking her. Most, most probably. He's asking her a question, and uh, it's not a diff- it's not a difficult question. It's a personal question. He's asking her, and she doesn't understand English. Yeah, a, a friend of mine, uh, his grandmother. Uh, she's been in the country for about more than sixty years. Doesn't speak a word of English. But well, that's the same with my grandmother as well. But um, I think it's, this whole issue of integration, etc., does that feed into the, the 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 issue of whether this is home or not? Because if we truly, truly regarded this as our home, then we surely we'd learn the language, we'd learn the culture, we'd integrate in terms of integration. What you mean like that? Yeah. But is that's another question as well? I don't get does, that point. I does mean, like, does the language di- dictate whether you're British or not? Okay. Like, let's take for example Pakistan. Okay. Yeah. There's a hundred of languages spoken in, just in Pakistan. Okay, so there's many people in Pakistan who don't sh- who don't share languages. Yeah. Now, are, are we going to say okay now because you, you guys don't speak the language, the language, whatever that means? Therefore, okay. now, <laughs> <laughs> which is actually really interesting, how that's actually a minority. Is okay, well, of people actually speak Urdu in Pakistan. Urdu, yeah, yeah it's a, it's a, it's an like, like open yeah. class language, isn't it? Exactly. Force it so people. it's not. Can, can I just say it's the only language I speak? Is the only no, language you speak. speak English as well? No, no, no. <laughs> as in the only Pakistani language. <laughs> the only Pakistani language. Yeah, okay. I can't understand a single word of. Uh, What's a Pakistani language? Urdu. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Anywho, uh, uh, you're making a serious point. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, so like, if you take countries that have um, pockets and groups uh, of people who speak different languages, and they're still able to make a nation. I don't see why it's that much of because a problem. Because most yeah. of these countries, the, the, languages, the language differences are with the ethnic, isn't it? So, but but in, in in the UK, they're based on immigration. So most of the time... Still, it's still ethnic, isn't it? Not, not as... Not as Ethnicity, a, isn't it? Well, not not as big as a divide as... Well, not, not as a... It's, got, it's, it's a bigger divide than if you go back to Pakistan. The only reason they speak different languages is because they, they were, there was a forced uh, migration. That's why. And you can't really... There was a forced migration and that's how Pakistan mm. was formed. And people from... Um, different parts of India, they went to certain parts in Pakistan and then their communities were built there. So the Sindhi people of South South India went to Sindh and the Punjabi people from North India went to the Punjab. And then you got the Afghanis coming across the border from there when the border was open. So the country was formed, there was a bit of turmoil. So we said, the border mm. open, let's come in there. And then you got the Irani border, no, Pakistanis, etc. The point that I'm trying to make is that there are many countries in the world where uh, its people speak many different languages. Now, I'm just saying here, just 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 for as a note, as a note, I'm saying that this is not my position. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm just being a devil's advocate here. I'm just saying people will think like this. So people Thing didn't is, go to Pakistan. Actually, people don't speak different languages in Pakistan because of um, multiculturalism. Yeah, b- 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 just purely because that's, that's how they were taught in the mm. UK. You come, the most people they came as um, as. Um, economic migrants they came to make a living and they sent money back home and they came to benefit from the country those are people these are the arguments people want to make and we need to answer these questions 
if somebody is, comes here to benefit, why can't they learn the language? Simple. It comes into like the second question which I was going to ask. Uh, just before I ask it, by the way, regarding your encounter uh, with the taxi driver, like it's the typical kind of question where encounter. That sounds so dangerous. <laughs> encounter. <laughs> en- <laughs> encounter. Uh, is it all word you guys use? Oh, Sorry, oh, uh, we don't speak English up here, no. You see, this is the first time. Uh, today was the first of a time. Uh, I think it's a very iconic, uh, iconic moment for me. Uh, first time I, le- uh, I heard of the word tardy being used in a sentence. Tardy, tardy. I said so. Qadi was running a bit late for the um, the recording, and I said, "Oh, the tardiness of Qadi, etc., etc." And he goes, "I thought, you said, I thought goes, you said tardis." He goes, "Tardis, tardis." What do you mean? you said? Tardis. I thought you said tardis at the beginning. Tardis. Yeah, as in time and relative dimension in space. Is that what he means? Okay, that's I mean, nice. You, you <laughs> never I Hill? think David Cameron was talking about YouTube and he was talking about the English <laughs> thing. <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, sorry, your encounter with uh, the Uber driver. I think it's very unfair. It's a typical kind of question where, I mean, if you remember the uh, comedy show, um, Come Fly With Me. Uh, I love that show. Yeah. You remember Taj Banzo? A uh, volcano has erupted over Bradford. Who <laughs> 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 said that? This is hilarious. This is hilarious. Yeah, go, go, okay. what So, uh, if you remember the, the chief immigration officer, Sir Ian yeah, Foote. Yeah. Uh, by the way, these are all fictional characters before <laughs> an actual guy called Ian Foote gets uh, mobbed yeah. by some... Muslims. So, you're going to bring up his interview with Tom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. So, uh, and then he's trying to say that, you know, uh, if there was a cricket match between Indian, uh, Pakistan and uh, England, who would you support? And then he just says, quite frankly, you know, oh, I don't watch cricket. Okay, what do you watch? Uh, cage, fighting. Uh, cage fighting. And then, okay, if there's a fight between, uh, between a Pakistani and, a, and an Englishman, who would you support? Uh, but that that point is that I still don't. I, I think that you can't use that. It's a, it's a sports, uh, you know, it's a sports game. There's so many other factors into kind of judging. You know, you can't use that as a as a judgment of where you kind of belong and who you should support because there's many other factors other than uh, you know where you feel feel at home. It's also about, for example, which team's more talented and. Uh, well, it's not though because um, which before, team actually plays good cricket? Because uh, before before exactly. the World Cup, even though Pakistan, England won highly ranked in in in, in the ICC rankings, um, we have players from um, New Zealand. So Ben Stokes, he's born in New Zealand. He only, he only moved here because his dad became a rugby co- rugby coach in the UK. Yeah. Uh, we've got um, Owen Morgan, Ireland. Okay, that's not very talented. I <laughs> Another no, example, no, no, no. Uh, Jason Roy, South Africa. And, and historically speaking, uh, and I, I think this is why England do well in cricket, and this is what they should actually adopt from in, in football, is that uh, they actually make use of, of, of the multiculturalism there is within the UK, uh, i.e. I. they snap up all the migrants. So in cricket, for example, we've also had, uh, what's that South African guy's name again? Sorry, uh, I feel like a granddad right now. Which South African guy? Back in the days. Uh, he's retired now. He used to play around the, the days of Freddie Fintoff and... Milton. Jack Collins? No. Uh, come on, man. South African. Oh, you just can't say... This is plenty he's, of yeah, he's English. He's English. Uh, sorry, he's South African, but he plays for England. Or he played for England. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, um, v- v- no. Oh, Vaughan. People are thinking now, what the hell's wrong with these guys? Anywho, the point was... Uh, yeah, he played for England, yes. Exactly, and, and, and uh, it just kind of goes to show about, you know, multiculturalism is, is for the win. But anywho, going to the question which I was going to ask initially, because we, we started talking about languages. Uh, oh, God, I can't I need to find this guy's name now. <laughs> it's just really stuck in my head. Peterson. I know the guy. Yes, KP, KP. KP there we go, the KP. Give this man a medal. <laughs> Give KP a medal. The guy's a national hero. Okay, I don't know if he is or not. But anywho, uh, going back to uh, the question I was going to ask is because we started talking about languages and we started talking about, um, you know, Cameron's policy uh, in inter- integrating uh, migrants and the issue of integration. Question is, yeah, 
why are we actually asking the question of where is home? Why is that relevant? You're looking at me. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at both of you. Um, why is that question relevant for? Why is it relevant? <laughs> um, I think as a Muslim, we need to be asking the question of whether we can um, fully be able to protect our identity as Muslims in the country for a very long time. We need to preserve the generations to come and the generations to come and the and the the integrity the, the religious integrity of the generations to come. But you don't have to be at home to do to, to actually do I that. think we do. I think sense. I personally I think we do. Now see if if we take the philosophy that we're travelers anyway. Yeah. Irrespective of where we are on this earth and true home is Jannah, then all of this becomes a mute point. Well, then it's, 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 the reason why, it's, it's the reason why I play Qasr everywhere I go. <laughs> I, I think even then, so we're thinking about um, the so, whole point of being a traveler, etc. I don't think that, that exclusively applies to the that, idea of being of, of having a community. I think that applies to more on a personal level, esoteric level. Yeah, you could think. Yeah. But on think sorry, here's the thing. I remember one of my teachers in Egypt, he goes to me. You know, the people in the UK, do they really accept you, you know, as you are? Be honest. I said, uh, possibly not. No. But okay. When you go back to Pakistan, do they accept you as a Pakistani? I go, no. He goes, see? In the middle of nowhere. Exactly. <laughs> Literally, yeah. in the middle of nowhere. And, and that does seem to be a case with some of us. Okay? That we do have that feeling that, okay, maybe... Uh, there are those in this country that have not really accepted us. And when we go back, quote-unquote, home, um, they see us exactly in the same way. Mm. That they just look at like, yeah, these guys have come, they're going to go. Because this is not their home, that's their home. And so I'm, I think I'm, I'm not sure they'll try and milk you for every single opinion. <laughs> so I, I think what it comes down to is, is where we feel comfortable so and um, irrespective of what anyone thinks, to be honest. So the reason why I ask this question is because kind of expanding on Asad's answer about protecting the Muslim identity, it's not just about that. I think it's more about the reason why the question is relevant about, uh, you know, where is home is because essentially speaking, uh, your kind of, your, your life purpose, uh, when you look at, for example, the, the idea of, uh, you know, Islam and the, the purpose of Islam, when you think about uh, Rasulullah's objective of, you know, saving us from the fire, and the ayah in the Quran about, you know, uh, that, you know, you first start on yourself and then your, uh, your family. This is where it's most important, I think, because I feel like by answering the question of where is home, you identify, you understand, we, we, we as Muslims, we kind of have an understanding of what our purpose is in terms of, yes, we understand that we're here because Allah SWT is testing us. We're here as uh, trying to, you know, earn our place in Jannah, but also because on a very kind of communal level and more of a practical level, we're here because we believe that, you know, uh, as Muslims, we should be doing our part into making sure we're protecting humanity from all sorts of crisis on a very broad level and that making sure that we, we strive to implement justice and uh, implement, uh, to make sure that, you know, uh, we get rid of all evils as, as, as best, to the best of our ability, whether it be poverty, whether it be, um, sorry, I said, I'm saying this, uh, communism. <laughs> Can I say communism is not evil? It was just to trigger us. But um, so going to that point, yeah. Um, so as a result of that, you've kind of identified about you know 
uh, what is your why? Why are we existing? And by answering answering the question of where is home, you kind of think about, okay, how am I now going to actually practically implement it? How am I actually going to actually practically work towards how does How does the question of home answer that? Because when, you have your, when you've identified your home... That, it can answer where, but it can't no. answer how. No, so, you see, for me, I think the believer has to be dynamic. No, exactly. Okay, see, so he will adjust to his context and his situation. Exactly. So, so the, the principle of خَيْرُ nas مَنْ يَنْفَعُ النَّاسِ The best of people are those who benefit mankind. Irrespective of where he is, he has to, he has to do that duty. No, no, exactly. So, so this is my point. Um, so the, so the how, uh, how where this is answered of, 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 of where is your area of impact. As a result of knowing where, where your area of impact is, you can now actually think about how I'm actually going to go on about doing it. What is the what is the kind of uh, how how is how is the justice system in my country? How is the legal system in my country? How is the the, the 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 social economic background of my country, for example? And then you can start actually thinking of planning ways of actually doing it. If, for example, now you realise that okay, this is not not possible anymore. Where now using the example of how Asad said about protecting identity, now it's become to a point where in this certain country, in country X, it's become almost impossible to protect my Muslim identity. As you mentioned, you have to be dynamic now. And, and this is the, the, the example of Rasulullah where it came to a point in Mecca, the Muslim identity could no longer be strong there and you can no longer be a, a, a freely practicing Muslim. As a result, home changed from, from Mecca to Medina. Yeah, well, Allah SWT says, In Ardullahi wasi'atan fatuhajiru fiha. You know, the, Allah, the earth of Allah SWT is vast. You know, at the end of the day, every single piece of land and everything in this. Cosmos, it belongs to Allah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, if it gets to a stage where we feel, or where anyone feels, that they can't uh, do their duty to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make a way for him, inshallah. So, I think we've answered the question of where is home. Right? I don't think we have because... That's the end of the podcast then. <laughs> I don't think we have because at the end of the, So, you just said about... You're talking about this dynamic approach, etc., etc. Mahdi's talking about um, how we should... Um, be looking at towards benefiting, benefiting the community, and etc., so, etc. Et um, and the best of man is the one who benefits. And uh, I think we really need to look at the the issue from a, com- a communal expect- perspective more than a an individual perspective. So we could talk about individualism, and that's fine. But when we th- when we're talking about issues, so you said you said just like five minutes ago, you said if there's a chance somebody's religious identity um, is, is, is going to be erased um, can they move if, if there is a chance it's happening right in front of us it's but happening it's happening in um, Myanmar it's happening in Sri Lanka no, exactly it's so, happening in Palestine it's happening yeah and, exactly and uh, oh, Palestine is very different no uh, the, 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 no, the no, Palestinian no, no. identity is being crushed it's being destroyed and the, uh, the identity of the Palestinians is duly linked with the Islamic identity as well. No, if not, that, that I agree with. And, and, and that's the whole point that I'm trying to say that. If, uh, okay, I, I know it's going to be very hard for me to actually say this because uh, I, I, can't, I, I could never ever empathize with these kind of people who are going through these sufferings, whether it be uh, the Uyghur Muslims or uh, the Muslims in Myanmar. Uh, but it comes to a point where, for example, I've, I've realized that me being a Muslim itself is now becoming uh, a threat. And I can, it's completely impossible for me to therefore kind of go on about uh, achieving my objectives, then yes, I, I have to move away because this is no longer my home now. 
because uh, I can't, I can't implement, I, I can't impact these people. I can't. Uh, I, I've tried it with these people. These people have rejected me, and that's it. I have to kind of move. But on even then, thinking about yourself, so at the end of the day, we have people like I said, a cough across the world. No, who are, you're right. They were dying, and their the identity is being is being wiped clear. Like it's, it's never, it, it was never there. And then we have problems here in the UK as well, on the community and the community level as well. Um, but when do we decide that the people over there, their problem? When do we decide when their problem becomes our problem? That's the that's the question. When is is this? Is, is, so their their problem is our problem. No, but in terms of affecting our day to day lives, so we have we have um, community issues on determining what whether the UK is our home or not. But in terms of whether our 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 efforts in the UK can benefit them so lobbying stuff like that etc etc yeah. political processes yeah. can benefit them and when we meet at dead end when do we decide where where and when the next step is you had to complicate this even further because it needs to be complicated isn't it you know uh, there was a very wise saying from uh, I can't remember who this was Jahangir yes I think he was <laughs> basically uh, intelligence is the simplification of complicated matters, not the complication of simple matters. I'm not saying what you said was simple and you're complicating things, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> that would definitely me, though. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, uh, to open up another kind of worms. I'll, you know, what, I was actually gonna. I was looking forward to actually ending this podcast when I said, uh, I think Jahangir's answered the question of where is home, and the, the answer to that is is the Earth. Uh, and I was going to end it on well, a... Where else are we going to go? Mars? <laughs> the Earth, of course, is the well, Earth. Well, there's some planets. Exactly. As in the point is, it's our home isn't restricted to borders. It's the whole entire... Uh, well, there you go again. Entirety. So it isn't restricted to borders. Since the creation of the nation state, visas, etc. Et and what I was going to say after that was uh, the French have a beautiful uh, definition of... Um, home. Not home. Oh. Uh, what North they, Africa? They, <laughs> of of races, they believe that they, they, apparently by, by by definition, or I don't know if it's according to the constitution or what, what is. It was a Frenchman who once told me this. Uh, the uh, definition of uh, of th- there is only one race basically in existence to the French, and that is the human race. That is not true at all. Of course, by practice, it's not true. Which is why it's ironic. Which is very it's very very ironic. But that's a th- it was going to be a beautiful ending to say there is only one race. There is no such thing as. Uh, you know, uh, being from certain, yeah. Anyway, I, 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 even, I even even if you want to think that it's not it's, it's not helpful because Allah says in the Quran we've made different nations and tribes and colors, so you get to know each other. Yeah, of course. And we're all the same, and we're all this, this human race. No, we're all no, we're all same but different at the same time. Allah Akbar. See, you said, so for example, so a minute ago you just said the intelligent one who is the person who can make complicated matters simple, and you just I was going made to, it even more complicated. You know, I was I was going to end off by saying, I am uh, I am British. But I'm also whatever my ummah is. I am uh, from Myanmar. I am Pakistani. I am Palestinian. I am American. I am Bosnian. I am wherever any Muslim so is. There are Muslims in every single country in the world. So you're, you're everything. You are the world. It's a bit, it's a bit egotistical. No. No. <laughs> Just call yourself the world. No, man. no. And, and we all are, basically. Have, have I gone a bit cheesy? It, no, it's not cheesy. It's a bit... Um, See, it was a nice thing to end on, but it's very uh, conceptual. Exactly, but it doesn't have any. Like, what's the benefit of you saying you're the world? He wants to be, wants to go to all of these countries, isn't it? Yeah. Well, he travels to them already. He Does he? Oh, yeah. Not, on, not totally on, on the taxpayers' money, yeah. On taxpayers' money. <laughs> I'm taking taxpayers' job right now. <laughs> Can I just say, yeah, 
his BMW, by the way. So we're outside and we're bringing the equipment inside, and he's got he's touched the wing, he's touched the handle with his finger, and the windows just come up. Like it's got a fingerprint sensor on the car. Or something. Well, it's not a fingerprint. It's, it's just a keyless entry. I wouldn't know because I drive a car with a key. The point everywhere. Okay, a million times I have to say this. Okay, first and foremost, alhamdulillah, I do work. I don't live off JSA. Basically, there's a thing. Okay, we've got a guest host over here. He's a bit unwa- uh, unaware of the private jokes. Uh, so please be welcoming uh, Asad uh, to the to the guest host. Uh, Qari Saab, basically, what is going on is that uh, apparently I he's being no- exposed. <laughs> That's what's going oh, on. Oh wow. <laughs> Exposed, <laughs> <laughs> but, but basically going back to the the point on um on um this conceptual thing you jig that Abdul Sami made up, it can benefit us in certain ways to think like that. Of course, it can. Um, it can help to eliminate um racism in ideologies, but in terms of tangible benefits in the system that we live in, it doesn't really work that much. What does it? Are you telling me? See, I think that because not all of us actually think like this, we kind of limit our area of impact in terms of who you know what what you know, what, what we're doing out there. A lot of people uh, might not even be thinking about kind of the, the greater cause or the bigger picture of of of, of a humanity that's much more uh, living in a better world. Most people are just, as you mentioned, especially coming from uh, Asian backgrounds, when they came here to the UK as economic migrants, was just to kind of live a better life where we're not going through poverty on an individual level. And maybe that's uh, part of the problem. And uh, part of that is, is to do with awareness. And uh, the more people are aware of each other, each other's conditions. An, an example being, um, so with uh, FEMISO, which is the Forum of European Muslim Youth and Student Organizations, uh, last year, the General Assembly happened. It's like an umbrella organization, basically, for all young Muslim and uh, student organizations uh, across Europe, both in the EU and outside of EU. Just making it very clear before that question co- pops up. Um, so, for example, uh, they had the, the General Assembly last year in, in Bosnia. And because uh, they were in Bosnia, they thought, okay, why not just do a, a, a trip to Srebrenica as well? And then this year, for example, for the Remem- Remembering Srebrenica Day, a lot of the affiliates of this organization, so even like FOSIS or the, the, the French organizations or uh, the uh, you know the, the Italian orga- uh, organizations, they all kind of com- commemorated and kind of sh- uh, shared a post about Srebrenica and raised awareness about uh, the disaster and the genocide that happened in Srebrenica, which, by the way, we have to cover very soon uh, as a separate episode. But you see that kind of change in mentality and that kind of... Uh, awareness, level of awareness has helped and I think uh, as long as we kind of carry on educating people about having this kind of way of thinking It's helped to educate people but it hasn't helped um, You can't, unless you politicise an issue, I, I believe unless you politicise an issue you're not going to change a lot in a system that's inherently political Alright, so how do you get to this discussion? I'm a bit confused so, in summary, we started talking about Donald Trump a long time yeah. ago. A and long time ago. <laughs> and Trump said, basically, these guys should go back home. And we, it was for congresswomen. And we talked about a bit about some of their kind of causes, in a way. And then from there, we kind of talked about, okay, what is home then? And from there, uh, we said we concluded that home is everywhere. Because we, we, we've... We first said that home is very kind of in, uh, individualistic in terms of it's more personal. A person can kind of only define his own or her own home. And then from there, we asked the question about why is it relevant to find out where home is. And then 
we then kind of talked about it's about uh, area of impact, for example, and the, the whole thing about integration and contributing to society. And then from there, we came here, I think. Sounds good. Alhamdulillah. So I want to, so there's a point on home. So Shakespeare, in one of his plays, is called, in one of his plays is King Lear. In the play, you have a king who divides his kingdom between his three daughters. And when he divides his kingdom, he assumes that when he divides his kingdom, he'll be able to retire from his duties, not fully, and live with his daughters. So he goes to his first daughter's house, and then she kicks up a force, and then he kicks him out. And then he kicks up a says, oh, I descend inherit you, blah, 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 blah. Then he goes to his second daughter's house to find a home. Mm. And she does the same. And they conspire against him. And then there's a scene in the play where Shakespeare writes that he goes into the, in the storm. He walks out of the house, and he walks into the storm. And he starts confronting God. He starts speaking to God, speaking about how he is more sin, sinned against than sinned, um, and how he's been forsaken by his own family. And then there's a kind of like a resolution towards the end of the play where he starts realizing that the world is his home. So, like Abdul Sami said, I think this is key. So, this is one of the amazing things about Shakespeare. He makes everything relevant. It doesn't matter what time you live in, it's, it's relevant still to us now. Um, that King Lear, the madman, um, after being denied from both of his daughters' homes, he found a place um, in the world which wasn't a physical place. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't um, a place where you can open the door and close the door. It was a. It was a state of mind that King Lear found, and he maintained it throughout the play until his death at the end. And I think it's important for Muslims to note this as well that even though we may be rejected from homes and we may be thrown out by our own family, perhaps. Um, we we need to have a state of mind where we understand that this world is our home and Allah has gifted this world to us. And if we understand that, just as King Leah did, then I think we'll be content with our lives. That is a beautiful way to end that, inshallah. Hmm. And to end it. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, pressure's <laughs> on me again. But yeah, you know what? It's been a very interesting discussion. And uh, I think... Uh, in one way, I said you answered your own question a couple of episodes back about where is home, and uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you forgot about that, didn't you? Oh. So yeah, everyone for listening uh, and watching. If you're watching, I don't think you're watching because there's a way of, watch- of watching us because there are no cameras. But um, yeah, as always, if there's any feedback, any comments, uh, you can always kind of email us at uh, what is our email? Middlewest at gmail dot co dot uk. Middlewestpc at gmail dot co dot uk dot com. Gmail dot com. Is it dot com? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, anyway. if you follow us on Facebook and uh, Twitter, we'll post the links. Yeah. Um, you can follow us and uh, listen to us on most podcasting yeah. platforms. Listen, listen to us on, uh, on 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 Spotify, on iTunes, on uh, Pocket Cast, on YouTube, uh, on, on YouTube, Google. on 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 Google's uh, Android's version of uh, iTunes uh, because I don't know what that is. Android, uh, Google Play. It's called Google Play, isn't it? Google Podcast. Yeah. Google Podcast. Okay, okay yeah. So yeah, to listen, listen to us there. And if there's any uh, pointers you want to leave behind, or if if you if you have any suggestions for episode guests or so, uh, subjects, then you can just pop them in. Exactly. Uh, we, we are a democracy, a proper yeah, democracy. Of course. Now the dictator is gone. Exactly. So Jazakumullah khair. Subhanakallah wa hamdik. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruka wa alaykum. Assalamu alaikum.